Hey friends, this is Ellen Weatherford. I am here once again with just the zoo of us. This is your favorite animal review podcast. And this week, we're talking about jumping spiders with our brand new friend. This is Dr. Sebastian Echeverry. Say hi. Hi, everybody. And hey, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to virtually meet you because I've been following you on Twitter for a long time. We have some awesome stuff including content about spiders. So introduce yourself a little bit to us and tell us like how you got into working with spiders. Absolutely. So I'm a spider scientist. I just finished doing my PhD on actually the courtship dances of jumping spiders and how they get their audience's attention. But I didn't really... I wasn't always into spiders. Uh, I grew up in New York City, so I'm like the city of Spider-Man, but that was like basically my connection to spiders if that, growing up. And it wasn't until I was applying to graduate school where in the middle of uh, an interview with a professor, they're just like, oh, by the way, this is a project that I've just like, you know, been working on, haven't really been doing, you know, it's just starting now. And for the first time, they showed me a video, a like close-up macro video of a jumping spider dancing. Uh, And I had seen jumping spiders before, just as these tiny little specks, you know, hopping around. They were like, oh, yeah, that's cute. I wasn't particularly scared of them, but I was like, you know, didn't know too much about them. And I see this thing. I mean, they had their eyes are massive. They are doing this huge, like, coordinated song and dance show, super colorful, super agile. And in the meeting, I stood up and was like, okay, I need to know more about these animals. Um, (laughs) Because it was like, it it was one of those moments where it's like, your mind just goes like, what? They can do that? Uh, That's what they look like up close. Uh, I had no idea. You know, I didn't know about their, like, how their eyes work, how they have so many different eyes that all work together. And then from then, I just, so I I ended up starting to work on jumping spiders. And then from there, then I was like, oh, well, jumping spiders are cool. What about other spiders? And I started learning about the huge diversity of spiders. And each new one I meet, I'm just, like, blown away. Because each new one has, like, its own little superpower, its own way of being a spider that is so much fun. I love jumping spiders um i feel like they're a good like intro spider they are yeah for a lot of people they've got like that really cute face you know so a lot of people easily connect with other mammals because they have like similar features to what we have evolved to consider cute um and jumping spiders just happen to fit into that they have these really big primary eyes that kind of look like puppy dog eyes because uh, they're just so much of their face, and they are fuzzy, so they they're covered in little modified scales on their exoskeleton that basically look like little hairs or tiny feathers. Um, and so they're fuzzy, and then a lot of them are colorful, and they will, you know, they're very visual animals like us. So it's really easy to kind of feel like you understand them because you watch them and you can see, oh, yeah, they're looking at me. They're like interacting with the world in a way that feels really familiar to me, which for a lot of spiders isn't necessarily the case because they don't interact with the world through sight. But jumping spiders do. We understand each other. You know, when you look at a jumping spider, they're looking back at you. (laughs) And they are. They are like looking at you and trying to figure out what you are. And like, it is this really fun connection when you have a jumping spider's attention. And it is like, you can't see their eyes look around, but on the inside of their head, their little uh, tube eyes, the the primary eyes are like these big tubes, are just like zooming around, (laughs) checking you out, making sure that they know what's going on there. It's really easy to get in their head in a way that like creates this kind of connection. What I like about them is that I feel like they're a good spider 
for people who are afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. It's like a good like, well, look at this one. This one's really cute. It's really cute. <laughs> they dance. They are small. Um, and they're harmless, just like the vast majority of spiders. Some of them, I think, are, are small enough that their fangs are like basically incapable of breaking your skin. And on the larger ones, their venom like really doesn't work on humans. It's just like a pinch and a little bump. As someone who's handled like thousands of them at this point, they really do not want to bite you. They like will jump away from you pretty easily. And it's hard to catch them, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds like the voice of like exasperation. Like it's so hard to catch. <laughs> it took me a while. You know, it take, they're very small. Um, I have a photo of them that I've posted a lot. That's one of my favorites of a jumping spider of the species I study on my thumb. And it is like maybe a centimeter long at like their whole body not even just just their head like their whole body they're very small animals and they can be very sneaky when they do not when they know you're once they know that you're there and they like they're like oh it's really hard to sneak up on them of course because they have all of those eyes not just the two on the front of their head but i guess i maybe i should describe them for someone who's listening who hasn't seen a jumping spider up close because i didn't um so you got a spider, they've got a head and an abdomen, like all spiders do, and they have eight legs attached to the bottom of their head, like all spiders do. But their head is kind of boxy, almost like a cube with like a sloped back. And on the front of that cube, they have four eyes. They have two really big ones, and then two kind of smaller ones out to the side of their head. And then they have another pair of eyes on the back of their head on the side to the back, and then two more very small eyes that are kind of kind of facing up um, along the sides of their head. And so they've got within, across all of those eyes, they're seeing basically like almost a full 360 degrees around them at all times. And because of that, they are really hard to sneak up on because a lot of those eyes are really sensitive to movement. And so if you like move too quickly, they will immediately swivel and turn at you and that's how you know you have a jumping spider's attention because it will turn its entire body in a second to aim its primary eyes those really big ones those are the ones that see the best um, or at least they see in the highest resolution and they see in color where the other eyes don't see in color and they're going to use those to look at you and like really get a sense of what's going on they've got these like short kind of stocky legs so i know for some people like spiders lot that have long spindly legs that's another reason some people might find other types of spiders maybe a little spooky jumping spiders have these kind of short stocky legs um, and they're usually pretty like drawn close to their body and they use those to climb around and also to jump but they don't jump up they jump forward so they kind of launch themselves with their back pair of legs the fourth pair using the third as an anchor, and then they, like, fire off and they rocket forward. Uh, It's very impressive, because when they really want to get away from you, they can go very far. And yeah, that's kind of a jumping spider. Tiny little stocky spider, kind of chonky. And if it's a male, they are often very, very colorful, because the males uh, will do these courtship displays for the females that are, like, range in how elaborate they are, but, like, the far end of that goes into, like, full stage musical multiple act (laughs) choreographed song and dance that can go on for like an hour these are like the birds of paradise of like the spider world (laughs) yeah and in fact the the genus that i worked on is called the paradise spiders it's the genus habronatus 
um, and they are found throughout North, Central, and South America. And they're called paradise spiders for that reason. They, you know, it's one group that has a ton of species, that there are over a hundred species of them, and all of the males look different. They all have their own dance, and they are trying to impress these females, kind of like the birds of paradise that have i mean those things look also look completely ridiculous some of the birds of paradise are like not recognizable as birds from certain positions paradise spiders you could usually tell it's a spider but they still go out there on their costumes they're doing the absolute most really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen jumping spiders here mm-hmm. like at my house specifically bold jumping spiders oh yeah phytopus audax the one that I saw had a big smiley face right <laughs> on his butt. <laughs> yeah, the the on their abdomen they have it's either white, it's usually white or orange depending on where in the world it is. They kind of have regional variation colors, but they have these like two dots and like a little smiley face and they're overall black with um green iridescent uh fangs. And so that they're really recognizable and the nice thing is that they are one of the jumping spiders that does really well in human-affected areas. So they're pretty common in, like, you know, any suburban or city neighborhood. And they're, like, a lot of fun to watch because they are pretty, like, confident for a jumping spider. I know a lot of jumping spiders that are, like, very shy, but a fit of Posadax will, like, it'll check things out. It'll <laughs> walk around, and only when it, like, really feels that you're trying to get it will it hide. This one was literally on the doorknob of our front door. <laughs> hey, man, he wanted to come inside. I don't know. He's paying us a little visit. It's chilly out there. He wants to get in. If you're cold, they're cold. Bring your spiders inside. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Phytopus audax, um, I've heard a lot of stories because they live around us. They do overwinter as adults. Um, so they will need to find a place to hide out for the winter. And in the wild, it's like they go under like tree bark and stuff. But in neighborhoods, it's there are much better options of, you know, the sidings of your house. Or I know a friend that like has a mailbox and Phytopus audax, like they get in and it's like, oh, this is a nice little safe space to wait out the winter. And they'll just like, and sometimes multiple of them will move into these areas and they'll spin little like web sleeping bags and just sleep out the winter. That's so cute. Yeah, people make birdhouses, right, mm-hmm. to provide shelter for birds outside. Yeah. We should start introducing spider houses. I mean, you kind of already are. Like, anything <laughs> that, like, if you have a house and, and it has, you know, an exterior part of it, spiders are going to use that terrain. A lot of them are small enough that, like, stuff that we wouldn't even recognize as, like, a spider house they can use. They can, like, find a little space and get in there. You know, jumping spiders, like I said, they spin this, like, silk sleeping bag that becomes their little retreat. Um, They don't use silk to catch their food, unlike web-building spiders, but they do use it to kind of catch themselves when they're jumping around. But that that sleeping bag is one of the ways, you know, if you, like, lift up something and you see a little, like, silk kind of, it kind of just looks like a little cocoon almost with, like, one, it's either, like, a tunnel or it has just one opening. That's a spider that's, like, camping out there and maybe it's gone for the day but yeah a lot of jumping spiders live on like you know fences that we have uh sides of houses if you have like a like a deck or something oh yeah i could totally see jumping spiders like getting in there 
and then using that as their like base of exploration for your yard. So since we love jumping spiders very much. We do. <laughs> very much. They're, they're super cool. I have <laughs> developed a deeper appreciation for spiders through talking to, you know, people like you and some of the other like spider experts we've had come on. So today we're reviewing jumping spiders. Ooh, there's a lot to review. We're going to give them a comprehensive score. Our first category that we rate animals on is effectiveness. Okay. These are physical adaptations, things built into the spider's body that let it do a really good job of the things it's trying to do. So maybe catching its prey, mm-hmm. eating its prey, not becoming prey, <laughs> like things that it has specked into on its actual physical body that let it do a good job of those things. What do you give jumping spiders for effectiveness? I, I gotta go. Uh, look, man, this this is gonna be a high scoring animal because jumping spiders have got it figured out. I am going full ten on effectiveness for jumping spiders. They are fully tricked out little mini animals. So the first thing you gotta realize: these animals are so tiny. Fitting everything in there in a way that works is already like we are past the level of like what humans can make. We cannot make a robot the size of a jumping spider that does things that jumping spiders do. So a jumping spider, like I said, I just described their body. Um, they've got that squarish head with these eyes, and that's probably their best, like, most effective adaptation is their, it's called a distributed visual system. That means that they have different pairs of eyes, each specialized for different ways of seeing. Because one of the things about eyes is that there's a lot of different types of things things that you can see so you can see like resolution so like really sharp crisp images um you can see color really well you can see movement really well you can be really sensitive to light so like you can see in like darkness or dim light and all of those different like ways of seeing require your eyes to be built in a different fashion like they're kind of mutually exclusive in some ways And so animals evolutionarily have had to like, you can spec into some of them, but it's really hard to spec into all of them within one pair of eyes. Jumping spiders have figured out or they've evolved to do this. They're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. We'll just have eight eyes. Some of them (laughs) will do some some types of seeing and some of them will do others. And they are interconnected. So the two kind of main groupings are the primary eyes. These are the ones, like we said earlier, the really big ones, super cute ones, they see in color and super high resolution. So to give you a sense of this, uh, a jumping spider, which is approximately 100 times smaller than you are, has vision in their primary eyes that's only about 10 times blurrier. It's actually within the range of normal human vision. Like if you gave a jumping spider one of those eye tests, you know, you go to the doctor and they're like, can you read the first row and the second row of those letters? Uh, A jumping spider would get a score that would technically pass. While most animals, their size and many, many animals much bigger than them would fail and be considered legally blind. I failed that test. (laughs) So did I. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I had eye corrective surgery because uh, my vision was so blurry um, that it was actually probably worse than a jumping spider's. Like, if you've ever, if you do any photography or if you just remember growing up and seeing cell phone cameras improve, you'll have some sense of how hard it is to have a nice camera in a really small space. And these jumping spiders have figured it out 
by actually their primary eyes work like telescopes or binoculars. Imagine having like a pair of binoculars just strapped to your face 24-7. That's kind of how the primary eyes work. So they have a really restricted field of view. But within that field of view, it's like zoomed in so they can see way more detail than they should be able to for their size. And you might be thinking, well, okay, like that's cool. But then like they have a tiny field of view, then they can't see what's, what's happening. Well, those eyes can actually move around like ours. They can look and like a chameleon's eyes, they can look in separate directions at the same time. You don't necessarily notice it because their eyes actually move inside of their skull. So the lens of their eyes are part of their exoskeleton. So they are baked into their outer part of their body. But the retina, like the part that actually senses the light, has muscles that like move it around. It's kind of like if there was like a hole in a fence and like you wanted to look through it, you would like move your head behind the hole to get a better like look at different angles. It's like that. That's kind of how their eyes move. Uh, and so they can actually move those eyes around independently and then lock on when they see something that they really want to get a sense of. Not only do those eyes work super well, they are the backup or like the, the kind of the support eyes are these four ones on the corners of their heads, the secondary eyes, also called the lateral eyes because they're like on the sides of their head. And these are the eyes that like don't see in color, they see in black and white, but they are super motion sensitive. If you move quickly, if anything moves, that spider's aware of it. And there's been studies shown that those eyes do form some sort of image. Like their resolution is of the blurrier secondary eyes of a jumping spider. Their vision is actually sharper than like, say like a dragonfly's eyes, which is what like some of the more famous like insects that actually have really good vision. Those eyes feed information to the primary eyes and they're like, oh, okay, over there... There is something moving, and it is approximately shaped like this. So when you turn, you should expect to look at, like, this part of the field of view and see something approximately like this. So they, they are, like, feeding information to each other, telling the spider how to, like, turn its body and what to expect there when it goes in for a closer look. And so these animals are excellent predators because they've got color vision that is oftentimes or can be better than like some of the stuff they're preying on um they can see much higher resolution so animals that would be like camouflage things such as how blurry they are to other predators their size are totally visible to jumping spider and they basically have spider-man spidey sense in that like <laughs> anything moving around them they are aware of it and they can dodge as someone who's tried to catch jumping spiders uh in tiny little vials they can dodge really well. You can never outspeed them. Uh, you have to always go really slow and just hope that they don't perceive it as a threat. Because if you try to go faster than them, one of the cool things about their eyes and about a lot of invertebrate eyes is that they actually see at a, a what would be like the equivalent of like a higher frame rate. Their eyes update more times per second than our eyes do. And it has to do with this independent evolution of like how our eyes fundamentally see. So when we see something that is a particle of light hitting a protein in a cell in your eye and the energy from that causes it to change shape. Uh, and that sends a signal to the nerve saying, hey, I detected a, a, a photon and it kind of is this color. But then to see something in that direction, again, you have to like 
refresh that protein, right? It has to be able to collect the next incoming thing of light. And in uh, mammals, that happens by the cell basically uses energy to change the protein back to its original shape. But in jumping spiders and many other arthropod eyes, that protein is instead ejected from the little like biomechanical protein complex, and then a fresh one is just loaded in. Oh, <laughs> a new one. <laughs> yeah, and that's just a faster process to do than to use energy to switch it back to the, the shape that can collect the light. And so the takeaway is that they can notice more easily small changes in time. The way that I'd explain this is like, you know, like fluorescent light bulbs, they flicker on and off. That's how they work. It's like a quick, like an electric shock that like turns the light on and then it turns it off so that it doesn't overheat. It happens so quickly that to us, they look like a constant light. But to a jumping spider, they actually look like they are flickering on and off like it's in a rave. Oh, because they can detect those little things so quickly. It's such a small change in time that we don't notice it. But because they can detect smaller changes in how things look over time, the jumping spider is aware of that. They're kind of like living in fast forward. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's, it's theoretically that limit is what sets your limit for time perception because you can't feel time that is faster than like the smallest amount of time that you can notice. Mm -hmm. So in theory, a jumping spider f might feel the world to be moving more slowly because they are aware of smaller events in time. But that is a like what's going on in their head. And we don't know what's going on in their head because they're <laughs> mysterious creatures. Um, but yeah, their eyes are amazing. I can spend so much time talking about these animals. They are, like I said, great jumpers. So those back legs, they actually kick off not with muscle power. Like we use muscles that like pull on our bones and move them back and forth. They use um, hydraulic pressure. So they're basically squeezing on effectively their blood. And the thing about liquids, especially water, you can like kind of squeeze it like a spring and store energy there. And then you can release it really quickly and use that to really quickly extend their back legs. And that's what rockets them forward. The record, I mean, it depends on like species, um, but the record's like 40 to 50 times the length of their own body. Uh, so for like a six foot tall person, that is going what uh, I can do math. 350 feet like it's a lot they can travel they can climb on walls and stuff obviously tiny spiders they've got little hooks on the end of their uh, eight legs they can also hear not just stuff through the vibrations in the ground but there's actually research showing that they can hear air sounds in the air uh through hairs on their legs wow especially they're like particularly sensitive to um, sounds that are like around the pitch of the wing beats of wasps that are predators of them. So they've got hearing covered, they've got a uh, vision covered, and they can taste things with receptors on their pedipalps, which are like, they've got eight legs, but they also have like two like little arms that are kind of hanging in front of their face. These are the pedipalps. So those have taste receptors too. So they're like tasting stuff as they're walking around. They are these little, like, amazing sensory robots um, <laughs> that have all these abilities. And, of course, they have, like all spiders, fangs and venom that helps them catch their food. So they use all their senses, and a lot of them, you can tell, they hunt really effectively. A lot of them will go for the head 
of a prey item if they can and they'll like slowly stalk up to it and then pounce super fast and then that's it this is a tiny jaguar (laughs) they hunt like tiny tiny tigers like they are stalking through the uh, like imagine a forest but it's like an inch high because it's like the grass in your lawn and they're stalking through there they're like hiding under things they're swinging back around and then when they get something in their sights they don't let it go and sneak up and pounce yeah they are amazingly effective animals and you don't think of something so tiny as being like a menacing predator but this is nothing to be trifled with yeah, they're not menacing predators to us. We are a basically a skyscraper to them. <laughs> they like have trouble perceiving us as a living thing sometimes because we're so much bigger. But something the size of a jumping spider, they are super dangerous. Jumping spiders, actually a lot of them that are specialized at hunting other spiders, even other jumping spiders. Um, that's actually one of the hypotheses on the evolution of jumping spiders is that they actually evolved as spider specialist predators because most spiders have really bad vision um, and so they're just sitting on their web and they can't really notice anything beyond the extent of their web but a animal that has really good vision could see that spider in a web and attack it without the web building spider having any idea of what's going on and there are some jumping spiders that like they live their life doing that all the time super amazing at how effective they are at taking down like other things that in their size class are also top predators it's a counter to itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually the counter to most jumping spiders is jumping spiders it's like you know in pokemon like dragon is weak to dragon <laughs> dragon it's it, dragon is weak to dragon because it's like it's so good it's just weak to itself i was just about to say that yes it is exactly like that because it's like the only thing that can cut a diamond is another diamond like the only thing that can take down a jumping spider is another jumping spider (laughs) or or like a bird because they are so small (laughs) that like you could just go you could just be bigger you know you could you could like yeah you got a level 10 like dragon type but it's like oh it's level 100 whatever thing comes in and just like of course it just overpowers but in their size, you know, equalized size, that's how they work. Yeah. The only thing keeping us safe from them <laughs> is that they are small and we are big. <laughs> and and they, they like the way their bodies work, they will not get any bigger as long as the oxygen in our atmosphere stays at whatever percentage it is now. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how amazing jumping spiders are with their, I'm going to say brawn. So yeah. Now we'll talk about their brains. Ooh, good. Yeah, the next category is ingenuity, which for us is behavioral adaptations. So these are things that they're doing with their body to make them really good at what they're doing. So what do you give jumping spiders for ingenuity? Gotta go 10. I look, (laughs) I look, this is the theme, but like, I was holding back in the previous section because I knew this was coming up. But a 10 was holding back. Yeah, well, well, I was holding back on mentioning it before because part of their effectiveness is like they've got this really cool brain. I mean, their their big chunky square head is basically almost all brain. Mm. Uh, spiders' heads in general, like most of their essential organs are in their abdomen, so like their digestive system, their lungs, uh, their reproductive organs are all in their abdomens, and the head is mostly just attachment muscles for the legs and brain. And, like, there's a little, like, straw that is their mouth that feeds into the abdomen. Um, And a jumping spider has so much brain in there that it actually kind of, like, sticks into the first segment of their legs. Like, it is overflowing. 
<laughs> they had to like make room for the brain. Yeah. <laughs> they said, scoop some of this out. I mean, think about it. Like vision takes so much of our brain power to just like understand what's going on around us. And they're doing that with six more eyes that are constantly seeing. Because they, okay, one one thing that they do lose points on, they cannot close their eyes. They don't have eyelids. And so they're just always staring constantly. But that aside, they're doing all the stuff with their visual information. They're like trying to, they have to piece that all together. And then they use that to come up with strategies. So jumping spiders, and in particular, I talk about one genus, Portia, which are these, they look really weird because uh, they're like, their bodies are like kind of like camouflage. They like look like, like a clump of like dead sticks and like leaf litter, like smushed together. Um, and they have like weirdly shaped tufts on their legs that just make them like hard to perceive. It's a ghillie suit. Yeah, it, they live in a ghillie <laughs> suit. Thank you. Thank you. They are just absurd geniuses. Um, these are animals, again, you know, their brain is about a pinhead or smaller in total volume. This is an animal that can not only come up with a plan of attack, it can create a 3D map of its environment in its head navigate that map while completely losing sight of its target and execute a plan that basically has to be in their head. So these spiders are some of those spider hunters that I mentioned. And a Porsche will see a web-building spider in the distance, and it'll just be like, all right, that's what I'm going for. And then it's like heist mode. They're like, okay, what <laughs> What do I have? Okay, there's a tree that way. There's a If I go on that branch, and they like look around, and they don't jump. They don't just like go in a straight line like you would expect towards their target. They like detour. They're like, okay, I'm going to go that way. And they'll just jump away. And if you watch the spider, they'll like come back later and they'll like rappel down on their silk line from the ceiling and just drop on the web building spider's head and just one hit KO it. They had to like crawl through the air vents, dodge the lasers. It's a full, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It's a full heist. And it ends with like, you know, that cat burglar scene of just like dropping in from the ceiling. And that's not even the extent of their, like, strategies. They can also improvise. So another thing they'll do is that they will use their arms to play and pluck the web, the webs of web-building spiders. And they'll be like, all right, I haven't messed with this species before. Let's see what works. And so they'll start, okay, let me play this song. This kind of sounds like a prey item stuck in the web. And they'll play it. Pling, 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 pling. And the first they'll start with, like, just a stereotype thing. And then they'll start changing it up and improvising. <laughs> they're playing jazz <laughs> and then they remember what works so if they encounter that species again in the future they're like i know i know i know how to get you because what they do they're playing that song so when the other spider comes to check it out boom portia jumps pounces on their head bites them gets a meal out of it it's a siren song the amount of things they do with a brain so tiny is like hard to believe and that's just hunting they also are amazing at talking to each other so the thing that i studied that i really love and that is very fun to watch on youtube is <laughs> jumping spider courtship dances because they are putting on a one-man show the males are putting on this one-man show for the females that involves choreographing their uh sound and dancing so they are vibrating their abdomen against the ground to create a seismic song a vibrational song to the ground that they synchronize in time with their body movements. And they are not just coordinating, you know, four pairs of limbs like us. They often use, most species often move their pedipalps, first pair of legs, and often the third in some. 
So they're they're moving like six limbs <laughs> in a pattern, moving up and down. They have to keep track of where the female's looking because the female, like a you know, she can only see color out of one of her eyes or one pair of her eyes. So they have to say, okay, she's looking over there. I want her to see me in color. So I'm going to move around or I'm going to try to get her attention. And I'm going to try to not get eaten because I also have to show her that I'm the same species. And they're good at it. I mean, jumping spider dance performances are, there's a reason they go viral on the internet is because they really give it their all. And like, they are really mesmerizing shows on like an almost artistic level. Then that takes, you know, a lot of brain power just to like coordinate your body in that way while also keeping track of what's going around you. So one of the things that I discovered in my research is that the jumping spider is not just it's not just hitting play on like dance.exe. They are <laughs> adjusting what they're doing based on what's going on. So they're tracking how far away the female is and they are just like we might, you know, if you're trying to get someone's attention from across the room, you might wave your arms really big. But when you're closer to them, you can just do a little like tiny hand wave. The jumping spiders, at least the paradise spiders that I study, do the same thing. They, they're keeping track of how close the female is. They're changing their dance. And they're also keeping track of what's going on behind them. Because I don't know if you've ever tried to like get someone's attention in like a really busy room or like, you know, talk at a loud party, your environment can change how well you communicate, even if you're saying the same thing in the same way. And so they will actually pay attention to, like, how visually noisy, so how much, like, movement there is going on behind them. And when it's, like, really crazy behind them, they'll actually move in closer to the female so that they're more visible to her because they're closer and they look bigger to her field of view. So they are doing all of this, keeping track of what's going on around them, updating all of their dances to take that into account. Again, with an animal that is, like, can easily fit on your fingernail, often smaller than that. It's like if you take into account like the size of the animal compared to what they can do with that, jumping spiders are like way ahead, way, way, way ahead of the curve. I feel like jumping spiders could open their own like school of performing arts because it's like you've got improv, you've got reading the room, you've yes. got knowing your audience and oh my like gosh, yeah. remembering what works. So I feel like they could just like teach their own course on performing arts. I would love to see like I am not a I am not a dancer. <laughs> but I would love to see someone who does have those skills take some inspiration from different spider dances because I mean, even within just jumping spiders, I say just jumping spiders, there's 10,000 species of jumping spiders uh, estimated in the world. And I think we've described about 6,000 so far. Even within that, you have like every range of types of dances. You have really flashy ones. You have kind of slow ones. You have ones where the spider is like hiding behind an object and like peeking out one leg at a time and being like peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> This is a burlesque act. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. Those are um, uh, it's in the genus Jodus, I think. Uh, J o t u s. If you look like peekaboo spider Jodus, you'll find it. And that's literally what they do. They the male style is completely hidden and just shows off like these little tufts of hairs on its legs. It's like ooh, ah, <laughs> sensational. Um, and they kind of keep the 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 main attraction hidden until the very end. It's a tease. It's a strip tease is what it is. It's very much a tease. <laughs> and so they, they've they got it all just like within that, the, the variation, the diversity is, 
you never get tired of it. There's always like a new one that's like, it does, ex- excuse me, it does what? It looks like what? New spider dance just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're like coming out with new emotes every week. They're like, yeah, this yeah. This is the new spider DLC. Subscribe now- for, for new emotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's really fun to just keep track of like, especially people who are working on peacock spiders and the paradise spiders. And every now and then there's a, there's a bunch of other genuses that like, haven't even gotten attention yet that just like have wild stuff going on that we haven't even filmed yet uh there's a genus called mexiganus that is in mexico um they look amazing there's one that has like it looks like it's wearing like a rainbow but it's like it stretches its arms super wide out and then it looks like it has like a rainbow like draped across its arms they are amazing animals i i like you got to stop me because I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> They're too cool. Well, since we since we are talking about how like incredibly impressive these displays are yeah. and that they're really doing the most in the visual department let's talk about their aesthetics Ooh. what do you give them for aesthetics and i think i know what you're gonna say but i need confirmation <sighs> yeah no i mean like <laughs> i can't i can't not give them a 10 because again you've got everything from minimalist to hyper camouflage to like the most gaudy like overwhelming costume thing like every little bit of every costume just smushed into one within jumping spiders so you know there are jumping spiders that are like no we just we just keep it simple we just got nice sleek lines just like nice you know shiny like maybe maybe we have a shiny abdomen and just like some simple patterns just like it just looks good keep it classy you've got jumping spiders that are like you will never see us <laughs> ever. Um, there are some like the there's one type of paradise spider that lives on sandy beaches, sandy environments. And I always blank on the species name when I mention it. But like from top down, their fur is basically modeled in the exact like size and patterning of like grains of sand. And so you cannot like unless they move, they are just perfectly camouflaged some pita malark business yeah. and you got like again porsche that's like basically wearing a ghillie suit 24 7 and then you go to things like mexiganus oh my god cosmophasis um which is these this genus in like southeast asia that is like like neon red neon blue neon gold all on the same animal they look wild they look like it's like rave spider like this is this is a cyberpunk design every color we're doing it like <laughs> future style like retro 80s future style and then you got the spiders just like i'm not a spider what what do you mean i'm not i'm not, I'm not a spider <laughs> because they're jumping spiders whose whole aesthetic is i'm actually an ant like oh didn't you know that i'm just an <laughs> ant um ant mimic jumping spiders are fascinating maxed out their deception skill it's a hundred like it's it's past that like they've got because it's not just their body they've they've managed to like smush a spider body that only has two body segments to look like it's an ant body that has three. Like their head is kind of like stretched out and has like a lump in the back. So it looks like they have a thorax. And then they use one pair of their legs as fake antennae. And they're actually <laughs> colored differently. So the, the leg ones are darker and then the fake antennae are like lighter. So they, and they wave them around when they walk. And like it's evolved multiple times. So there are some <laughs> that like use their first pair of legs or some that use their second pair of legs. And then you've got things that are, like, beetle-shaped. There are beetle-mimic jumping spiders that are, like, they're, like, all, like, flattened into, like, a little, like, kind of from the top down. There's just, like, a little oval, and their legs are kind of all tucked in. No spiders here. Yeah, no no spiders here. 
it's great. They've got it all. And now I'm just remembering things for the other categories that I could just go on about how cool these animals are. But yeah, aesthetics. Like, go go look up, like, genus Habronatus. Those are the paradise spiders. Genus Muratus. Those are the peacock spiders. Mexagonus. That's Mexagonus with a G. And just look at those spiders and be like, would I write this less than a 10? And the answer is definitely no. Yeah, I just uh, Googled peacock spider. Just- <laughs> yeah. Just for funsies, and there are some stunning examples. Yes, especially the peacock spiders because they have on their peacock tail abdomen. That's their abdomen that raises up, and then like two like flaps deploy out to the side to make it like a full like round thing. They have patterns on it, so they've evolved to have these like really cool patterns. There's a r- paper that just came out looking at the evolution of the designs on their abdomen, and like there are ones that like just straight up look like. Like, the head of an insect. Like, it looks like a fly head. They're, one of my favorite ones looks exactly like Pusheen, like the little cat Pusheen. It looks like a little cat on the spider's Aww. abdomen. It's adorable. They they go all out, man. Uh, Maratus is great. Mm-hmm. This looks like a very festive hat. Yeah, because they, like... It's like getting your butt all the way up above your head. Like, they, they, <laughs> they lift it, like, straight up. It's very impressive. They are parade ready at all times. At all times, yeah. <laughs> well, once they are sexually mature adults, because the the their colors don't really come in until their final molt. Uh, so for typical spiders like jumping spiders and most of the spiders you see, they don't have like external genitalia or any of those like colorful features like the, the males normally do until they are adults. They like go through one last molt and then they come out and they're like, "All right, I'm ready." All the colors are here. I got my petty palps ready. I've got my abdomen ready. My arms are super bright. Let's do this. And they just come out and they're ready to dance. So the costuming is just one of the many (laughs) classes taught at the Jumping Spider School of Performing Arts. Correct. (laughs) I love them. These are like the highest level bard you can possibly get. (laughs) Oh my god. I I gotta look up some rules for like a a spider D&D character. Like I'm sure someone's homebrewed that and just do a jumping spider bard. That'd be great. It's a an arachnomancer. Yes, yes. <laughs> TM. That'd be so much fun. If anyone out there is running a and D game and you need someone to just come in and be a spider bard, get in touch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they can get in touch with you on Twitter, yes? Yeah, so my uh, Twitter handle is at spider day night, as in spider day as in like day and night as in night. The thing that happens after day. Uh, and as well as my Instagram is spiderdaynightlive.com for the website, which has links to all everything, other shows and appearances I've done. Um, and then also my Instagram. On my Twitter and Instagram, I do a lot of spider photography. So you can check that out. If you have Disney Plus, uh, I'm on an episode of the show, The Big Fib, where kids have to guess whether experts are lying or telling the truth. So I'm an episode about spiders. Don't like, tell your kids obviously because that kind of gives it away but if parents if you're listening right now you need something for your kids to do go check that out i've checked it out it's verified really good (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you it was it was a lot of fun (laughs) and i'm i've done a bunch of other like podcasts and stuff talking about different things about spiders there's so many things i didn't even get to talk about today like there's a jumping spider that lives on mount everest we didn't talk about that that's just a thing that happens (laughs) there's a jumping spider 
that lives in the intertidal zone that spends most of its life submerged under seawater. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't even have time. And it's just, they're just out there doing that right now. So that's why people should go look you up on the internet and go yeah. follow you for all of just a, an IV drip of spider content directly into your veins. Yes, <laughs> This is please. also good. And if you have questions about spiders, tweet at me. I'm always happy to answer any questions. You saw a spider and you're like, what's that? I may or may not know, but I know people that will know. Please, like, I love talking about these animals. They are so much fun and they bring me so much joy constantly. And if you want to get, like, learn how to find them, learn how to photograph them, anything like that, please get in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spreading the joy of spiders. Oh, they're such joyful animals. I am feeling energized and motivated just by the love in my heart that I'm feeling for jumping spiders right now. I feel like Thank you. their energy has been instilled into me and it's the energy I'm going to take into the rest of my day. <laughs> jumping spiders have the chillest vibes. You know, mm -hmm. they are just smart, little, happy dancers looking for food, looking for love, looking to explore <laughs> the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ellen, thank you. This was so much fun. We will talk to you later. Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.